Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in-store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky and CIF champion Bucky Brooks, I should add. So not just Bucky Brooks. I need to do that properly. Uh, To go along with Rhett uh, here, congratulations, (laughs) Buck. We're going to get to that a little bit later on in the show, but we have a champion among us, so we want to get that out there. Um, Guys, I say say we jump in. Uh, Let's skip the happy chat. Let's jump right in. And let's get to the big three from a fun weekend of football. Let's start with the Packers and the Eagles. The Sunday night game, which was a close game on the scoreboard, but I would say a demoralizing game uh, in the box score because you never want to give up 300 yards rushing. And that's what the Green Bay Packers did in this one. And a lot of it, courtesy of Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a monster game on the ground. And I went back and watched all the runs from this one and was trying to sit there and go, okay, man, we, we just talked the other day about the amount of carries that Justin Fields had. And we said, okay, maybe that's too much. you got to probably limit that a little bit. And so I, I see this, this carry number from, from Hertz, and I'm like, oh, gosh, maybe they're running him too much. But when I went and broke it down, guys, this, there's four quarterback sneaks in the mix here. There's five runs where he gets completely out of bounds and doesn't even get touched. So the 17 carries is a middle, little misleading. 
And he still racks up 157 yards with huge chunk plays, some of them on scrambles, some on design quarterback runs. But, you know, this was equally impressive on the Eagles front, Rhett, and, uh, and pretty demoralizing from a Packers standpoint. Oh, no question. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, look at a couple of guys who made some plays. Uh, you know, Javon Hargrave continues uh, outside of that one uh, reach block from Elton Jenkins, um, in which he was on the wrong end of that thing. Uh, Hargrave I, just continues to put pressure on the quarterback and now just generated another turnover via his pressure with that interception that Rodgers threw in the first quarter. Uh, he just has a knack for doing that. If he doesn't get home, he's altering uh, the pass. He's altering the decision-making process, the tempo, the timing of the passing offense. And so he is a stud back there. And how about a rookie for Philly on the defensive side of the ball? We had him at the East-West Shrine Bowl. Uh, Reed Blankenship played his first real snaps on defense of the season, went for 35 reps on defense, came up with an interception at six tackles. Guy was all over the field. And you go back and look at his numbers uh, at Middle Tennessee State, and that's exactly what he did. He was a GPS beacon for the football, had over 400 tackles and nine interceptions there playing for Middle um, that that dude can play football, and obviously the you know the testing numbers weren't weren't quite there for him, but um, has proven that he can step in and play at the highest level. So that was pretty cool to see as well. This was also like the silver lining for the Packers, though. While it was demoralizing, you, we just saw Jordan Love play his best football since like Utah State beat San Jose State in 2018, and he threw for five touchdowns. Like there was a cool, a calmness, a decisiveness. With Jordan Love, I mean, that ball was coming out. It was coming out on target, on time. Uh, that throw to Christian Watson that ended up going for the touchdown, uh, I mean, it came out quickly. The ball placement was perfect, allowed Watson to hit that thing full stride and let him use his tremendous athletic ability to get into the end zone. Uh, I think that's really something that, that's kind of intriguing now for Packers fans as you try to get Aaron Rodgers fully healthy, which he hasn't been for much of this season. But Man, um, all of his throws in the pocket were right there. He had one that was a little bit off target when he was on the run to his right. But uh, I was really impressed with what I saw, Bucky, from Jordan Love. Look, man, I, I believe the Packers should have stuck with the original plan. And the original plan when they drafted Jordan Love was to have him serve as an apprentice for a year or two, then eventually hand him the reins as Aaron Rodgers kind of fades into the background. And what we've seen is Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back -back MVPs. And look, he was playing great. But at some point, Father Time catches up to everyone. And what we have seen is Father Time has caught up with him. Injuries and those things, he hasn't looked the same and all of that. And so now you have Jordan Love, who in year three looks ready to take over. And so I just wonder if in the building, there's a little regret on not sticking with the original plan. Because now you got a lot of money committed to Aaron Rodgers. And it doesn't look like he's ever going to be the MVP again. And so you're going to be in salary cap purgatory with a young quarterback who hasn't played enough. I just wonder if these guys will look back in a year or two and really regret hanging on to a four-time MVP, even though he brought those MVPs. But now he's a diminishing player and really an albatross over the franchise based on the salary cap number. Yeah, I blame Tom Brady. I, I really do. I blame Tom Brady for this one, Buck. Uh, because when you look at the way Brady's played into his 40s, I think it's almost a little bit of a of a curse when you think about, okay, we're going to invest in a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers, even knowing he's coming off of a great year and what he's done. But you're anticipating that this is this is doable to play well going into, you know, heading towards the age of 40 and maybe even beyond 40. Um, and I think that's because Tom Brady had so much success. That's not the norm. The norm is these quarterbacks start to fall off a cliff once they get in their late 30s. 
Um, you know, we've seen it. We saw it. Obviously, health has a lot to do with it, but he's beat up himself. But Peyton Manning, we saw it with Breeze, his play starting to fall off. We saw it with Big Ben, uh, his play starting to fall off. Uh, Rivers wasn't what he was. I mean, there is a long list of guys. Matt Ryan, you, you don't really maintain that level of play at that age. It just doesn't happen. Tom Brady is the exception, not the rule. So I look at the, you know, the big money that was doled out to Russell Wilson. I know Russell Wilson's only 33. But with the way he played the game, if you look at quarterbacks who have you know, relied a lot on athleticism, those guys don't have long runs. Um, so I, I think there's a little bit of a, a Brady curse with some of these uh, teams really putting their belief in older quarterbacks. That's not normal. That's not normally the way it is. So I, I don't know where you are on that one, Buck. I'll, I'll kick it back to you real quick. But um, that to me is, is everybody's hoping and wishing they're going to have Tom Brady. There's one. There's one of one. That is it. Yeah, DJ, I, I think people have to go back to the old rules. The old rules were your quarterback, it was a 10-year run. You're banking on him when you draft him. You signed the first contract, which is five years. He may get another contract. Then anything after 10 years is gravy. But it's not the expectation that that guy is going to be your starting quarterback for 15 years. 10 years is a reasonable deal. 10 years takes him to like the early 30s, which is before the drop-off tends to happen. And I think we've seen it time and time again. Russell Wilson right now is falling off. We saw the regression from Matt Ryan and some of the other guys that are in their mid-30s. You just can't count on your starting quarterback to continue to play at a high level once they reach that mid-30 point. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I want to get, let's get it moving here to that next game here of the big three because this to me was a statement game. Uh, Red, I'll kick it over to you to start this one off. But the Cincinnati Bengals, they take care of the Tennessee Titans 20-16. to Um, this is a Bengals team that I saw the numbers. Somebody put up a chart and showed the numbers side by side last year where they were at this point in time. And this is where they took off. Uh, this could be a nice launching pad win for them, Rhett. Yeah, no question. And anytime you hold the King, Derrick Henry to just 38 rushing yards on 17 attempts and a 2.2 yards per carry average, you've done something right. Now he, he had a chunk play in the past game that went for 69, but still they'd be able to do that in the run game against a team that just doesn't have a lot that they can beat you with in the past game. You're winning, and that's what the Cincinnati Bengals did. And I credit a bunch of their guys up front. They we saw them in that bare front a little bit in this game, uh, mostly on you know plays that Derrick Henry was in there, and you know big DJ Reader up there in the middle, and then uh, BJ Hill I thought had a fantastic game, eating up double teams, making some uh, serious havoc or creating some serious havoc in the offensive backfield. Uh, penetration and then like a couple of times like he is getting double teamed he sheds one he's got a guy bearing down on his right shoulder makes a tackle with his left shoulder on Derrick Henry I mean that that is some serious physicality there and you know you had reader who can also provide some of that interior pressure on the quarterback in the pass game too um so he you know and getting him back after missing you know some seven eight weeks in the middle of the season is big for this team down the stretch run as they try to kind of continue to stay physical in their run defense efforts um, but they absolutely dominated. Uh, you know, Mike Brable said it. We couldn't block them. We couldn't move them. We couldn't run the football. And we have to if we want to win. So the Bengals found that formula. And you know what they do? We, we got those big guys up front, DJ, and they can eat up blocks. That just allows playmakers on the second level to get free and make some. Yeah, it leads me to Logan Wilson, who I think is really one of the outstanding linebackers in the NFL. We saw it last year on their run to the Super Bowl, all the plays that he makes. To me, watching this game, you think about Derrick Henry being slowed down. This was a great example. It's really teaching tape when you watch him in terms of trusting your eyes, trusting your keys, and then, as we like to call on scouting, shooting your gun. See it and go. No hesitation. Play aggressive. Play downhill. Attack the line of scrimmage. Trust your eyes. 
The instincts for Logan Wilson, which is the most important aspect of playing that position, you've got to have great instincts. I think his instincts are elite. Uh, and you combine that with the size, the range, and the athleticism. Uh, Buck, I think Logan Wilson's one of the premier players at the second level in the NFL right now. He is absolutely a premier player. He's one of the reasons why their defense can play at a high level. The things that they're able to do, being able to blitz and play some of the cover zero stuff behind it, a lot of it is due to Logan Wilson's versatility and his adaptability in terms of being able to do a bunch of different things on that defense. But I want to talk about the Tennessee Titans, and I want to talk about the Titans because I have a tremendous amount of respect for the job that Mike Vrabel has done. But the problem with the Titans is I believe they're a little talent deficient. And because they're talent deficient, they are an up and down team when it comes to playing some of the opponents that are on their schedule. Meaning this is a team that can beat the heavyweights, but they just as easily can lose to the lightweights because they just don't have enough marquee players or blue chip players to separate. So in these games, when you need a player, a five star player outside of Derrick Henry to make a play, I don't know if they have another one. Traylon Burks has certainly been a solid rookie, but I don't know if he's ready to be the guy that's the marquee player that can take over the game. And until the Titans are able to acquire some more of those players, I think they're always going to be a team that's susceptible to being knocked off by a team that may not be, um, I say, a title contender just because they don't have the ability to separate with their talent. Yeah, and then I'll just kind of back that up. I agree with you. And I, I think the Bengals, though, on the flip side, have found that they can win in a variety of ways. And they've done it without Jamar Chase throughout this month of November, in which they are undefeated. Um, and, you know, Zach Taylor talking about Zach Taylor gave a game ball to literally every player on the team, every player on defense, every player on offense, even every special teamer got a game ball from Zach Taylor after this one, Samaj P. Ryan has filled in nicely for Joe Mixon. Uh, with him out, T. Higgins continues to elevate his game with Jamar Chase out. And now Jamar Chase, according to Ian Rappaport, set to give it a go this week for the Bengals. So they're getting healthier. They're finding their rhythm. And they've now started 7-4 and four for the second straight season. And we know how that ended last year. Yeah, this is not a fluke team. And they're star players. And as you mentioned, getting Jamar Chase back eventually – um, this thing can yeah. go to a whole nother level. So it's 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 a good time to be a Bengal uh, right now. Let's get to the third game here in the Big Three. This is a game Bucky was at. All, all Bucky does is win CIF championships, city championships, then get on a plane and, and go uh, help call a great <laughs> yeah. game, Except a for fantastic UNC game. Uh, uh, look, let's give the guys a pass on UNC hopes, okay? Gee, many Christmas. He's a champion today. Uh, and I'm not it's early, that. man. It's uh, early. Right, it's early. We're just kind of rolling the balls out, figuring it out. Yeah, don't don't. So look, look uh, the, the Jags go. Go yeah. ahead, Buck. I can talk about the Jags were fine, but here let's talk about the Ravens because the Ravens were the team that really were the marquee team to see. This is a team that people have talked about being a title contender, but they have a bit of an identity crisis because when I look at the Ravens, I see a rough and tumble team, a team that is physically able to move the ball, running the ball whenever they want to, and defensively they have a ton of talent they can control it, but they let teams hang around. We've seen in recent weeks, I mean, teams that they should clearly – be the superior team, teams that they should be able to get uh, really up out of there very early in the game. They haven't been able to do it. And part of that is because I still think they're figuring out what's the best way for them to play with the personnel that they have. And until they figure out their real identity, how they need to play on offense and defense, I think they're always going to be vulnerable to being upset. And it's really unfortunate because this team on paper looks like they're ready to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Who are they outside of Lamar Jackson on offense? Like, you know, he's their leading rusher once again uh, this year. And I know that they have had some some injuries to that running back group. You know, really, these last two years, when you consider Dobbins and Edwards going down early last year, 
Uh, Dobbins coming back, then ending up back on IR this year. Edwards kind of same thing in and out of the lineup since he's come back. Kenya Drake has had to fill in there a little bit too. So I know that that kind of yo-yoing with the running backs, you know, plays a little bit into this thing. Ronnie Stanley didn't play in this game too. So I get that all that is, a, and then Rashad Bateman. So yeah, I, so you know, the more you think about it, the more you're like, all right, well, they're, they're missing a lot of their key dudes and that's got to affect what you want to do on offense. But still, you know, to, to have, you know, Deshaun Jackson at however old he is being the guy that generates your offense and makes it go uh, and comes in and off the practice squad in the middle of the season, you know, something's not quite right with a team of this stature that's built this way and built to win. Um, I think Mark Andrews, as he continues to find his stride again, coming back from being banged up a little bit, obviously will help this team. But their struggles in the red zone or something they got to figure out. I mean, they were inside the ja- inside the Jaguars 13, Bucky, as you saw five times and they had more field goals than touchdowns in that game. So that's got to change. You got to be able to punch it in, especially when you're known as a physical football team that can, you know, get two, three, and four yards when they need to or whenever they want to. So, DJ, that's got to change for the Ravens if they want to figure this thing out in the red zone. And no doubt. Uh, I, I want to switch things over to the Jacksonville Jaguars as, uh, as Bucky's dog tries to kill that intruder. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to look at Trevor Lawrence. And when I, I look at the numbers that he had, it was impressive when I saw the box score. But then I went back and watched the tape, and it was better. It was even better than what it looked like on paper. I didn't get a chance to see this game live. I was um, you know, calling Charger game. But when I went and watched the tape, I thought Trevor Lawrence was not good, not great. I thought what he did was at a kind of a rare elite special level. There were throws in this game, including a, a third and six. But there was a deep shot down the field late in the game that was as good a throw as I've seen this year. I'm talking about big-time arm strength. Uh, Big-time placement, playing with confidence, a little double move, and he drives this one between the corner and the safety right around the 10-yard line late in this ballgame. Just a big-time, uh, big-time throw, and I think you're seeing the confidence grow. There's a reason why he had all the hype coming out of high school. There's a reason why he had all that success even early against elite competition at Clemson. This guy has that pedigree. He has that ability. It just hadn't really had a chance to come out yet, and now you're seeing with the scheme he has, with the coach that he has, and putting some playmakers around him, you're seeing that confidence really start to grow, and you're starting to see a really, really special player. Buck, what was it like uh, being in the building there and seeing what Trevor Lawrence was doing? Because it looked big time when I popped it on. DJ, it's one of the reasons why you want to see quarterback prospects live, right? So you can feel them. You can feel their presence. You can feel the arm talent. You can see how their teammates react. He's big time. And I know there have been some people who have kind of knocked him and said, oh, I don't know if he's really going to do it. They haven't put the B word on him in terms of bust, but he hasn't lived up to expectations. But let me tell you, when you watched him play against the Ravens, he was everything that you look for in a franchise quarterback. Not only the arm talent, which was sensational, the throws that you pointed out, those are the things that you expect to see from a guy that is graded as a number one overall pick. But it's the poise and the composure because the Jaguars couldn't run the ball at all. So it was all on Trevor Lawrence. It was a Trevor Lawrence game. They forced him to make plays, and he made them. I think, if anything, the Jaguars feel good about their franchise quarterback, and I think their franchise quarterback now feels better about his role on the team and his ability to dominate the game as being a playmaker from the pocket. Yeah, no, you got to feel good uh, if you're a Jags fan. What you saw from Trevor Lawrence, that's that can be your quarterback. As we talked about a little bit earlier, you can have a 10, 12-year you know, run here and not have to worry about that position anymore. That's a great spot to be in uh, for Jacksonville. Uh, by the way, we did see, uh, I saw a lot of video floating around there of the mascot, Jackson DeVille, wearing a Speedo. Bucky was technically in the stadium, 
There was a there was a mascot head on, so I can't confirm or deny <laughs> if that was Bucky inside that suit. There's no information on that. I'm just I'm just throwing that bold out move, there. Bucky. Uh, bold we're gonna move, get buddy. to yeah. Uh, it was bold. Look, it was bold. Look, the more you can do, I, I, though. I will say the, the stars and stripes speedo was a little snug for me. It was a little snug for me to try and put it on with the Jaguar outfit and all that. It was a little snug, a little snug for my taste. Uh, I love it. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to hit on two games that came down to the very end, including uh, the Chargers and the Raiders getting big wins on the road at NFC West opponents. We'll dig into that right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. 
choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. With NFL Plus, watch live, local, and primetime games on mobile and listen to live game audio now through Super Bowl 57. Sign up for the rest of the season with a special offer of $19.99 by going to plus.nfl.com and sign up now. All right, every week on the show on Monday, we always touch on the games that, that Bucky and I are at, and, and Buck's doing the Jags game, and that was an unbelievable game. I'm doing the Charger game, uh, and I joked with Dave Pash, who's the, the play-by-play announcer for the Arizona Cardinals before the game. We were talking about the game and just you know visiting with one another. I said, Dave, look forward to it, man. Charger games are going to come down to the very end. It doesn't matter who's good, who's bad, if it's home, if it's road. Uh, it's going to be an entertaining game all the way down to the very end. And as the game ended, I'd looked over. We could see him through our booth. And I looked at him and was like, I, I told you. I mean, this is what you get every week uh, doing these Charger games. But a big win uh, for the Chargers on the road against Arizona, a game where they were a little out of sync. Uh, but at the end, when they needed a drive, they got it. And they got it from Justin Herbert. And that's kind of my point that I want to hit on before we kick this thing around the horn here. That last drive started with a nice punt return. Uh, DeAndre Carter gets the ball to the 38 of the Cardinals. And then it was, as Bucky always mentions, it is players, not plays. It is getting the ball to Austin Eckler, which they did a bunch on this drive. It is a big catch by Keenan Allen. Joe Lombardi, for all the heat and the grief that he gets from fans about this offense and his play calling, dialed up two beautiful screens um, that were well executed to Austin Eckler. And then the, the touchdown you get to Eckler in the flat and the two-point conversion, which was a way to isolate Gerald Everett on Isaiah Simmons. And they use Keenan as kind of a decoy. He runs off, gets double covered. You get a little outside move to the flat. Gerald Everett's wide open for the two-point conversion. So I thought it was beautiful execution by Justin Herbert. I thought it was a great job by Joe Lombardi of getting the ball to the right people and you're going to win or lose with your key guys. I thought they did that in this game, Buck. It was a it was a big game for the Chargers. Yeah, it was a great game. It was a big game, and it was a big game for Brandon Staley because, look, for all the jokes and all the criticism that he's taken for being a guy that literally pushes the envelope when it comes to taking gambles, fourth downs, two-point conversions, DJ, it comes back to what you talked about, players, not plays. And when you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert in a situation like that on the road, hey man, put the ball in the hands of your best player and tell him to go win the game. And so the play that they dialed up was perfect. The way that they uncovered Gerald Everett, who ran what we call the F post, took him out, came back in wide open, but the ball being on time, on target, that is because Justin Herbert is absolutely a superstar. A segment ago, we talked about Trevor Lawrence and when Trevor Lawrence was coming out, I felt like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert were very, very similar in terms of how they could progress and evolve. Man, Justin Herbert continues to raise the bar for what we expect from an elite quarterback, and he is going to go down as one of the best that we've seen in that position because he has all the tools and he has the moxie to be an elite quarterback for a long time. Yeah, and guys, I'll just turn this over on the other side for the Cardinals. Uh, you know, tough way to go in this one. And uh, they had a couple of firsts uh, in this game that, uh, that that I thought might really help them, right? First time they've had Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins healthy and active for the first time at wide receiver due to Hollywood being hurt and Hop's suspension through the first six weeks. Uh, you got James Conner over 100 yards for the first time 
uh, this season. And it's 75 of those yards coming after contact was a real physical presence uh, in this game. But ironically, after all those firsts, they couldn't get a first down when they really needed one late. Three straight three and outs in the fourth quarter, the last of which give the Chargers one last shot at a TD and they take advantage. You can't give a quarterback like Herbert that many opportunities. DJ, you know that you've got to find a way to extend a drive in the fourth quarter, work some time off the clock, extend your lead. They could do neither. And that's why they are losing today. Yeah, no. And just being in the stadium, there wasn't, you didn't get a sense of the confidence, you know, with Kyler Murray in this offense that when they needed to make plays, they would make them. Whereas it's different with Herbert. You know, these are two, you know, really, really gifted, really talented players, but it just seems like there's more of a belief, and that's a team-wide belief, maybe an organizational belief in Herbert with the Chargers than there is with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. It's hard to put it into words, but it just they they couldn't they couldn't move the ball when you absolutely had to with Arizona. And you just got a feeling if the Chargers get the ball back, they have enough time. Herbert's going to take them right down the field, which is exactly what he did. All right, let's stay in the division. Again, a clash between AFC West and NFC West. This is a game that the Raiders, who have had a brutal season, I uh, felt like if they have any chance whatsoever to climb back into this thing, they had to have it on the road against the Seattle Seahawks team. They're starting to stumble a little bit. Uh, this game, Derek Carr throws three touchdowns, makes some big plays late in this ballgame, but it was all about Josh Jacobs. Uh, go back and, and watch all the runs in this game, uh, which I did this morning. And this was kind of just textbook Josh Jacobs. He's running between the tackles. You're talking about vision. You're talking about contact, balance, bouncing off tacklers. Um, he's a really, really good feel runner. He just has a good feel for it. Doesn't necessarily wow you with the top end speed, and that's what you're thinking. Then all of a sudden, they run ISO uh, in overtime, and he walks it off with an 86-yard game winner where he beats the angle from the safety and he's gone. So uh, I went back, guys, and, and looked at my college report on him because I was kind of you know trying to figure out where I had him. Josh Jacobs in that draft, if we go back, he's my eighth overall player. I mean, this is the, the ability's always been there. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option coming into this year, but this offense is Josh Jacobs right now. All the stars they have, um, you know, Rhett, to me, this offense has a chance yeah. when it goes through the leading rusher in the NFL, and that's Josh Jacobs. Think about the potential free agent class of running backs this year. I mean, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, who's had a terrific year. Jamal Williams is over double-digit touchdowns for the Lions, and the list goes on and on and on. There's some big-time players out there um, that uh, some teams have kind of taken some chances on by not giving those long-term extensions to, and Josh Jacobs certainly one of them. Uh, you touched on Derek Carr, did make some real big throws late, and there was some question about whether that was going to happen after throwing two interceptions on the first three possessions in this game. But he and the Raiders, as they have at times throughout his career, and especially this season, they bounce back, they get up off the mat, and they find a way to score on, I think it was five of their next six possessions and stay in this game, which was a wild one, especially in the first half. And then they figure out a way to get it done at the end. And, and that's really what it's been you know, when you look back at the the primary pieces that were responsible for this win for the Raiders, at least offensively, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Now, a lot of times they've had, you know, games where Devontae's gone for 200 and Josh hasn't had as much of an impact or vice versa. This time they got both of them and Devontae was a big reason why they were able to come back and get this thing into overtime. And then same goes for Josh Jacobs, of course, walking it off at the end. So they're putting it together, um, you know, after some real struggles here. Uh, and, and Bucky, I think about that in the landscape of an, another team in the AFC West that has really struggled, the Broncos, 
which we'll talk to here in a little bit, but they haven't been able to figure it out while the Raiders might seem to kind of be piecing things together here under their first year head coach. So uh, anyway, but back in this game and the Raiders and Carr and Jacobs and Adams, that was really impressive. You know, it's funny because you named the, the the players and I think Josh McDaniels is kind of a theme of the show. We talked about players, not plays. Josh McDaniels yeah. has found, hey, if I want to write the ship, make sure the ball goes to Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Derek Carr, you make sure you get good decisions. But the ball is going through those guys, and I'm not worried about anybody else. And the Raiders have been able to win because of that. On the other hand, I fear that the clock has struck midnight on the Seattle Seahawks' Cinderella run. Like, it was great mm. watching Geno Smith do his thing. He was leading the league in completion percentage and all those things. It's been a nice story to see uh, the Seahawks kind of bounce back from, I would say, low expectations and a disappointing season a year ago to being competitive and relevant and a fun story. But right now, back-to-back weeks, so the last two times we've seen the Seattle Seahawks come out, they haven't been able to get it done. And now we're beginning to see some of the cracks in the foundation of the team. And so I think they'll be competitive. They'll continue to fight and, and give what they have to make it very, very tough on the 49ers to win the division. But right now, I don't think this team has enough gas to get to the winner's circle, nice story, but I think I think it's over in terms of them being a viable contender to finish it off as a playoff team. Yeah, at least there's hope there uh, with Seattle. And they are holding a very high draft pick, courtesy of the Denver Broncos. So that's a, a good spot to be in for them. Ooh, Next week, though, the two teams we just discussed, Chargers at, at Raiders is going to be a big one there. It's, it feels like a must-win game for both teams, both coming off a little bit of an emotional high with a, with a late game a win this past week. So going to look forward to that one. By the way, Scouters Delight, Pac-12 Championship in Vegas on a Friday. I think I might go out there and get that one in and then just stay over Saturday, have a little oh. Vegas day, and then Sunday we get the Chargers Raiders. So uh, things looking up for this guy over yeah. here. I can tell you that right nice. now. I'll take it. Um, all right, we're going we're to take a little break. We come back. We've got a, a few more games to get to, including the Bucks and the Browns in a big win for Cleveland as they get ready to welcome back Deshaun Watson. We'll get you there right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> you can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. This was a big one for the Cleveland Browns as they're trying, I guess, to, to somehow stay alive in this thing in the AFC. They go on the road. Uh, they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get a big win, their fourth win, as they get ready to welcome back Deshaun Watson. Uh, Rhett, biggest takeaway from this game. Yeah, you know, when I think about it, uh, it, it just goes back to the theme of the show, which has been players, not plays. And you go back to what the uh, Browns decided to do in overtime. Now, we have given Kevin Stefanski a fair amount of criticism here this season for abandoning some of his biggest players in the biggest moments, a la Nick Chubb, a lot of times who disappears uh, late in the games, uh, even when they're leading. So I go back to the, the last drive in overtime. Had to have it, right? Had to have it for the win. If you want to salvage your season, give Deshaun Watson a chance to lead you to uh, the postseason, two players touched the ball outside of Jacoby Brissett. Your best wide receiver, Amari Cooper, and arguably your best player in Nick Chubb. Cooper for 17 yards to start the drive, two back-to-back runs from Nick Chubb, 46-yard explosive to Amari Cooper that sets you up down deep in Tampa territory. You go back to Nick Chubb, and then one more time, Nick Chubb punches it in. Do not even think about leaving it in the hands or on the feet of your rookie kicker who has been very up and down uh, this year. So it's Chubb, it's Cooper. Nobody else touches the ball, as it should be, for players like that in situations like that to try to get a win. Yeah, there's star players. Um, you mentioned it on offense. How about we flip it over to the other side? When you look at Miles Garrett in this game, two sacks, two third-down sacks, where he wins right off the snap. He is just such an elite player. He's such a dynamic player. And I think about the opportunity he's going to have, and this all comes back to Deshaun Watson coming back, you get Deshaun Watson back, you start letting this Browns team play with more of a lead. Who's better equipped to play with a lead in the NFL than the Cleveland Browns? When you have Miles Garrett, when you can get that pass rush cranked up, and you have Nick Chubb as a closer, 
this is, I mean, I, look, there's, there's a tall order ahead of them. But, Buck, when I look at this here and I look at their games, they, they, they're going to play Houston, right? Deshaun Watson going, again, playing on the road against Houston. He kind of gets his feet underneath him again. We, look, we can talk about it. We've talked a bunch about all the stuff that happened with Deshaun Watson. As a player, when he's on the football field, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. So you add him to this bunch. Houston, then you get two division games, Cincinnati and Baltimore. New Orleans, Washington, Pittsburgh. Is it? Would you be shocked if this Browns team went and ran the table here and went and they end up ten and seven and in the tournament? I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't think that's undoable at all. Go ahead, Rhett. Do you guys remember the team from the AFC last year that ended up losing the Super Bowl? Um, they were also ten and seven. Yeah, the Bengals. Just, just throwing just yeah. throwing that out there. It can happen. <laughs> yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I believe Deshaun Watson also led yeah. the Houston Texans on like a nine game win streak. Uh, back in like 16 or 17, like it's, it, these things can be done. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely can be done. I think the big thing will be how long does it take Deshaun Watson to knock off the rust and what kind of game plan can Kevin Stefanski uh, put around Deshaun Watson to allow him to kind of ease back into his role as a franchise quarterback while relying on the other pieces because the pieces around Deshaun Watson are certainly good enough for this team to play at a high level. We've talked about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper on the outside. We saw David Njoku make big plays. But it's about the quarterback getting comfortable in this system and making enough plays to get them going. So maybe it takes two, three, four games for him to find his groove. But if he finds his groove while they're winning, you're right. The Cleveland Browns could certainly factor into the mix by the end of the season as a playoff contender that kind of gets into the back door and get into the tournament. But in terms of the tournament, we've been talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady has scared us so much over the last few seasons that we're we're, we, we're reluctant to dismiss the Buccaneers as a playoff team because Tom Brady's the boogeyman. But I don't know if the boogeyman can save the Buccaneers right now. And the reason why I say that is because we've seen this team up and down all year. A team that on papers looks like they should be good to go. They should be ready to compete. They should own the division. Like this division should have been theirs considering all of the turnover and the stuff that's going in the NFC South. The fact that they haven't just seized control over that makes me worry. And the up and down nature of their offensive and defensive performances just doesn't give me a lot of confidence that they're going to figure this out. So I'm worried. I'm worried about the Buccaneers ever living up to the expectation that we have for this team because we thought Todd Bowles was left with a team that was going to help him have immediate success. And I don't think that's the case the more that I look at the Buccaneers play between the lines. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a division, man. What, it's kind of a gross division. If we stay inside that division, though, we go to the Carolina Panthers, who are right there in the middle of it, man. They got a Unbelievable. Shot. They got a Sam shot. Darnold goes back, Sam, Sam Darnold goes back into the starting lineup. He plays an efficient game. I'm going to get to him in a second. But as I would love to do, I would love to start with Steve Wilkes, Buck, because we both know he went to Appalachian State. Go ahead. Hey, he's one of my guys. He did go to Appalachian State. I won't hold that against him. I'm fine with the Mountaineers right now. But Steve Wilkes has done a really good job. The Panthers are 3-0 and at home under Steve Wilkes. And what we've seen from this team is this team is very, very competitive. He has been able to take whatever foundation that Matt Rule left. He's been able to kind of polish it up and get this team to playing solid ball. And he's done it while making some very, very hard decisions. We'll talk about Sam Donald, but let's talk about the way this defense is playing. Kind of cleaned up the way that they were playing in the back end. Has this team playing to the standard that was established when Ron Rivera and Steve Wilkes were there previously. And so the players are talking about playing Carolina Panthers football, which is about playing great defense and being very opportunistic on offense. 
So he has done a really good job of getting the culture back right and giving some confidence to the quarterback, Sam Donald, who I think should be and maybe will be the start of the rest of the season because I do believe there's a feel that he can help this team get over the hump when it comes to the way that they're performing and being very, very consistent in terms of their play in between the lines. Sam Darnold is 25 years old. Um, so th- this whole thing that his story has kind of been written is not true. And this is somebody who hasn't had a chance to play behind a good offensive line. I think this offensive line is getting better uh, with Carolina. But I haven't, and maybe I'm just I'm married to my college report, and I know it hasn't worked out thus far for Sam Darnold in his career. But you saw some big throws. You're looking at one of them right now on the screen. He still has a ton of ability. Everything that I've ever been told about where he's been, he's a fantastic teammate. He's a good leader. Um, so there's a lot to work with there. And it's still at 25 years old. I think when you look at the success Geno Smith has had this year, and you take somebody with talent, with good makeup, eventually this thing might click for him. And I hope, I really hope it does because he came into the league in such a bad spot uh, with where the New York Jets were at that point in time. I'm excited to see Sam Darnold in this kind of extended audition he might get for the rest of this year. And Rhett, this is a team with Sam Darnold at quarterback. Steve Wilkes doing a great job as a head coach and a crummy division that might find its way into the postseason. What a feel-good story that would be. Yeah, and look, I, I think there's there's some skill position talent there for them to utilize down the stretch. And I, I think we've, we've kind of understood now that the Panthers are a run team. Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, uh, combined for over 160 in this game, like they can get it done on the ground. And then when you have an explosive passing game behind you, like a talented wide receiver in DJ Moore, you know, who only caught four passes, but went over 100 yards in this game, which shows you that Darnold can get it out there and can make things happen, um, you know, down the field, which it just hasn't hasn't felt like we've seen that consistently this year. P.J. Walker did some good things before he got injured. But utilizing DJ Moore and understanding that you can ground this thing out too, you know, and kind of the way that the the Tennessee Titans do, but you've got more ability to to push the ball down the field explosively in the pass game. Like it gives you some some actual like credence to the idea that they can hang around in the NFC South and find their way into the dance because their defense is playing pretty good too. Brian Burns is just an absolute wrecker of offensive lines and was again in this game. Yeah, no, he played great, and the production has always been there for Brian Burns, and you watch him this year, I think it's been more impressive the way he's been able to get it done, the way he's been able to handle his business on that side of the ball, and, and brings a lot of juice and a lot of energy to that side of the ball. Uh, yes. Buck, Russell Wilson, I, I, I'm not, look, I, we never want to advocate for coaches to get fired on here. It, we understand, no. and Rhett has, you know, comes from a family where a dad worked for, for yeah. a team, and in that, Buck's been on the playing side of it. I've worked with organizations and been fired. I don't want to advocate that, but can you can you imagine any scenario and in, in which Hackett is back next year for this team as bad as this looks right now? No, you know, and here's here's the bad thing about it, right? When you talk about when you talk about Russell Wilson and, and the way the Broncos look offensively, like they're terrible. I mean, they're off and it hasn't got better throughout the course of the season, regardless of whether he's calling the plays or somebody else is calling the plays, there's something off. And Russell has not played great. He hasn't done this, but guess what? When you pay Russell Wilson $245 million, he's gonna get every opportunity to fix it. And he's going to have that opportunity until 2026. So the easiest way to change the narrative is maybe to switch the pieces around and particularly those who are setting up the offense and crafting the structure of the team. I just feel bad for the Broncos defense because the Broncos defense is good enough to be a playoff team. Offensively, they've got nothing. And so I put a lot of that 
on Russell Wilson. He's the leader of the team. He's the guy that they're building around. And when we talk about quarterbacks, particularly quarterbacks in the $40 million club, they are supposed to elevate those around him. He hasn't elevated this team, and it's a disappointment. And ultimately, coaches will fall on the sword because of his underachievement. But really, man, you got to look at number three. Number three has not played well enough for this team to win. And, you know, I, I think there are questions that come off that like, all right, what's you know, what what truly is this scheme fit like for Russell Wilson? Uh, are they doing the things that best accentuate, you know, his skill set? And then you look at that from the coach's side of things and a first year head coach in Nathaniel Hackett and a first time head coach. And you're like, all right, um, you know, had some struggles early on from the head coaching standpoint, while the offense, which which kind of like, you know. Uh, covered up the fact that the offense was was really struggling and has been and continues to be. He gives up play calling. So you've taken that one away from yourself. And now that's and it's still not working. It's like you have you're out of cards to play here. And so, yeah, it does. It does feel like things are mounting uh, towards change in Denver. And that's unfortunate. And and you do like to see teams exercise some patience. But in order to earn patience, you need to show progress. And that's what we haven't seen. And that's the most troubling part of this whole thing, DJ. That could be chapter seven of the book right there. In order to uh, show patience, in order to have patience, you need to see progress. And you haven't seen that at all yeah. there in Denver. It's just ugly. It's ugly, ugly, ugly offensive football to watch right now. Uh, you know what's not ugly is the New York Jets and their new quarterback, Mike White. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come Ooh. back and discuss what we saw in that one and their big win over the Bears as well as talk about a champion amongst us. We'll do that right after this break. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All right, let's get to this Jets game here, guys. Uh, Jets, they're all over the Bears. I should mention the Justin Fields-less Bears. So it was Trevor Simeon out there. So not a full-strength operation there for this Bears team. Uh, But the story for me was, as it was for everybody, Mike White getting a start. And I wanted to look at the tape and see what I saw from Mike White. Again, didn't get to this game live, so uh, no idea what the perception is. Obviously, the numbers you see on the screen, 22 of 28, 315, three touchdowns, a huge passer rating of 149.3. That all looked great. But I want to see what it looked like when I popped on the video. And what I saw was a, was a fit. And what I mean by that is this is an offense that is a timing, rhythm, touch offense. Those are the three best traits of Mike White. Now, you put a big-time pass rush on Mike White, everything starts to collapse around him. I think, okay, maybe see some of the shortcomings. The offensive line played well. This Bears team, which I think is second to last in sacks, they don't have a lot of pass rush to put on you. So he was back foot in clean pockets. The ball was going where it was supposed to go. It was going on time and rhythm, and it was very accurate. I thought he played outstanding. I think you can start to see maybe why they, you know, why they made this move. I was curious about the timing of it with, with Zach Wilson coming off playing some really good defenses. I thought, okay, they'll give him a shot here against a bad Bears defense. But even taking that into account, I just thought the way this offense moved and operated was totally different under Mike White. And maybe the, you know, maybe there's a chance Zach Wilson can get to that point. Uh, but Buck, I, we, you've used this phrase, and I, I, I love it because you talk about the basketball side of playing quarterback, and you talk about shooters and scores. And some offenses are for mm-hmm. scores to be able to create, make things happen. That's what your role is as a point guard. And then there's offenses where it's about rhythm and shooters. And this offense, this Lafleur, Mike Lafleur offense, is a shooter offense. Mm-hmm. It's not a score offense. I think Zach Wilson is a score. I think Mike White is a shooter. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense because Mike White is catch and shoot. Spot up in the corners. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do exactly what you want me to do. I'm not going to freelance. And I think the other thing outside of that is, DJ, we talk about like in basketball terms, there's some guys that whenever you go to the court, they always find a way to win. No matter who you put on their squad, if you play pickup, they are always the winning team. Mike White appears to have some of that in him. And we can say this, and it's one of those things that you can't necessarily quantify when we're looking at quarterbacks, but likability matters. 
when guys like playing for you, there's something about it. And when you hear all the, the voices coming out of the locker room and what you hear, they love playing with Mike White and the wide receivers in particular, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, they love playing for him after this week because the ball found their way to him. And so when you get <laughs> Garrett Wilson getting off, getting two touchdowns, you have Elijah Moore reappearing and, and reminding us of how talented he was when he was coming out. Well, now this offense does look different. And with the defense that the Jets have, they don't need their offense to play at an A level. But if they're at like B, B minus, they can win a lot of games and make a playoff run. I think Robert Sala and the higher ups deserve a lot of credit because they were able to ignore the draft position and really focus what was best for the team. And right now it's clear. Mike White being the quarterback for the Jets is best for this team's prospects as a playoff contender. Speaking of draft position, I'm not sure there's a team better positioned as we get into April and as we turn the calendar and our gear and our uh, focus really shifts towards, you know, all-star game season, combine, uh, pro days and draft than the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears now at three and nine have moved up a spot and are number two in the projected 2023 NFL draft order. Even if they were at three, they're in a phenomenal spot because you assume those first two spots are going to be taken on any order of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or if perhaps, you know, another quarterback jumps into that mix, which, you know, I don't know if that's the case right now. But um, so they're sitting there at two. They're going to be able and they have their quarterback. I think we can all agree that they're comfortable moving forward with Justin Fields. Uh, and so they're going to have their choice of the best defensive player in the draft, which, of course, I think, uh, you know, as of right now, we all think is Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson which would be great because the Bears can't get after the passer and traded away their best pass rusher uh, and Robert Quinn earlier, traded away uh, uh, Roquan Smith as well to the Baltimore Ravens. So they need help on defense, and they're going to get plenty of it right there with an absolute stud at number two. So they are truly in a really good spot there. Texans running away with the number one overall pick. Uh, you know, you'd love to feel good about Davis Mills moving forward, but I don't know if they're going to be able to say that there in Houston. So it really feels like the Bears – uh, DJ, you're going to be in a great spot here. No doubt. Um, this is a, a Bears team that's got a nice foundation now to build off of, especially when you get the quarterback right now. You can go build around him. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the song, Walk Like an Egyptian. If that seems like it was a million years ago, uh, it's because it was the number one hit in 1987. 1987, also <laughs> the last year that Granada Hills won a CIF championship. That's how long it's been. But now Let's with go. Coach Bucky Brooks at the helm, this team has been turned around and this team is coming off of a championship this past weekend. As we look at some of the highlights here, Buck has done a phenomenal job of building up this program, just <laughs> running the ball down people's throats. Completed passes, not necessary. No need to apply. We don't need to complete passes. We're just going <laughs> to go run the ball down your throats each and every week. Uh, and Rhett, I don't know this should be a surprise to a lot of folks that know Bucky because we know, A, how smart he is. We know how well he knows this game, and we know how he relates to, to kids. I've seen it. We saw it together when we were out at the opening watching uh, him coach yeah. at that Nike event and being around young kids. They love being coached and mentored by Bucky. So tremendous amount of pride for us as the podcast for what Bucky has done as a head coach. And look at these comments from, from his player here, a stud player in Daryl Stanley, just thanking Bucky for all he's done. And, uh, and mentioning one of the greatest mentors, mentors anyone could ask for, uh, really, truly loving his coach. So, Rhett, I'll let you brag on Man. Buck before we let Buck uh, tell us how this whole thing went down. 
Well, I'm telling you, I mean, you're about to surpass John Elway for the most notable uh, football accomplishments there at yes. uh, at Granada. I mean, like that's uh, that's some phenomenal work there to uh, to claim the uh, the title and and to keep moving on. So uh, congrats to you guys. That's awesome. It's been great seeing you, uh, you know, put so much work into that here and, and, and just maintain, you know, being one of the best football minds in media as well. It's uh, that's you do yeoman's work every single day. So, Buck, congrats to you, my friend. Uh, thanks, my guys. I appreciate the kind of words. And I really appreciate the podcast because the podcast has been a master class for me in terms of learning leadership and coaching stuff. All the guys that we brought on, the lessons that I'm able to kind of glean from those guys that have come on from Brian Kelly and Matt Rule and uh, some of the other coaches yeah. that have come through, like really asking them questions. And then, you know, like having an opportunity to get around young people and to talk about football, but to use it as a game to kind of elevate them and their self-esteem and give them pride in knowing that they can accomplish great things. I was really excited to see them win. So some of that stuff was validated. They can take that and help them kind of pursue whatever it is that they want to do in their future endeavors. So look, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. And we'll just kind of see where it ends up. Coach Buck, let's go. Yeah, nice and done, Buck. Nice and done. And let me just tell you, let me just, let me look, Bucky's never going to talk trash. So let me do it right now. Uh, LC, Spencer, all you guys from Laguna Beach, okay, you're screwed because Granada Hills is coming, oh. and we're going to take oh, on Laguna no. Beach here no, as we move no, 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 on to the uh, state Uh-oh. state no. playoffs, and we're going to get after them. No. I would give you some other names from that show, but honestly, those are the only two I remember. Uh, who was the other girl? Uh, Kristen, Kristen, <laughs> Ca- Kristen Cavallari. Uh, there's a football connection. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kristen Cavallari. was also on that show. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us today. That's a fun pack show. Anytime you can mix in a little Kristen Cavallari at the end of a show, it's, it's a good show. Uh, you can find more Move the Sticks content on the NFL's YouTube, NFL.com, the NFL channel, the NFL app. It's all out there. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us. Congrats again to Bucky on a CIF championship, and we'll see you tomorrow right here on Move the Sticks. a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. 
Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com.